Gear Cheap Astronomy Can Neutrinos Predict Supernova Explosions? We've previously expressed doubts that the recent unexpected dimming of Betelgeuse suggested it was about to go supernova. We then ended that episode by speculating that if we could observe enough supernovae all the way from pre to post blast, we might then be able to identify some genuine predictive signals of a pending supernova. And so, to the topic of today's episode, supernova neutrinos. Neutrinos are so named because they are neutrally charged and have a very tiny mass, hence the enos. Neutrinos are produced in a range of nuclear reactions for both fission and fusion pathways. For example, most of the neutrinos that come to us here on Earth are from the fusion reactions of the Sun, and there are also a few man-made ones from our nuclear fission reactors, and also there are a lot from other astronomical sources. And one of those astronomical sources are the supernova neutrinos, which have distinctive energies in the 10 to 30 mega electron volt range. Supernova neutrinos are produced en masse in the final stages of gravitational collapse of a giant star. During that collapse, the force of infalling matter overcomes electron degeneracy pressure in the star's core. This hence drives protons and electrons together, forming a much denser core of neutrons. And since the neutrons cannot be compressed any further, the whole collapse stops short and there's a bounce-back shockwave that then blows out the rest of the star. But remember, supernovae arise from giant stars, which might have a diameter greater than Mars's orbit around the Sun. So even after the core collapse, it may be several hours before that collapse-generated shockwave emerges from the star's surface, accompanied by a huge burst of photons bright enough to be seen from other galaxies. However, the neutrinos that were released at the moment of collapse almost immediately shot out of the star, since they only interact very weakly with other matter. In 1987, supernova SN 1987A exploded in the Large Magellanic Cloud. The optical detection of this event was preceded by a neutrino burst about 18 hours earlier. So even though once they'd left the star, the photons were moving at the speed of light in a vacuum, the earlier departed neutrinos were moving at nearly the speed of light in a vacuum, and so still arrived at Earth first. So, there you go. Forget about all the star-dimming stuff. If you want early signs of a pending supernova, it's all about neutrinos. Many of the major neutrino observatories across the world currently participate in S-News, the Supernova Early Warning System which is continuously scanning the skies for supernova heralding bursts of neutrinos. If S-News detects a strong signal, our electromagnetic and gravitational wave observatories across the world will lock on to that point 
and wait to collect data from the light burst and the gravitational wave burst that's generated by the eventually emerging shock wave. Of course, 18 hours isn't much warning. It has been proposed that there may be earlier telltale signs, at least for Type II core collapse supernovae, in the form of smaller neutrino bursts that correspond with the final steps in element burning when hydrogen fusion switches to helium and then carbon fusion, then neon oxygen and silicon fusion until it's all over when it gets to iron. It's possible that each of these steps produces a characteristic burst of neutrinos, which could give a very accurate prediction of the timing of the subsequent supernova explosion. We can only say this is possible since we're still waiting for the opportunity to properly monitor a supernova event to test this hypothesis. And it's going to have to be a reasonably close supernova event to get the amount of data resolution that we really need. The 1987 supernova we mentioned earlier was in the Large Magellanic Cloud, which is kind of next door, but what we really want is one that's inside the Milky Way. The last observed supernova in our galaxy was in 1680, although there's been a few since that no one observed directly. So, right now, everyone's poised and ready, waiting for a star in our galaxy to go kablooey, so we can observe it with our multi-messenger array of light, gravitational and neutrino observatories. But until it happens, all we can do is watch this space.